0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: You are listening to Metal Shops Backstage Pass.
2: Hello? It's the sound of victory, my Mom? friends. Mom? Dad? Where am I? Are you there? I'm hungry. Are you there? Me, it's God, Margaret. This is episode number 49 of Metal Shops Backstage Pass.
3: Yeah, and as we record it right now, it's like, um... It's like Easter tomorrow, man.
2: Yeah, this one goes out to Jesus. Jesus! Jesus!
0: What up, dude? And chocolate bunnies. You know what my favorite part of the year is? Cadbury cream eggs. Oh, man. Okay, so... You know? I was having a conversation about those with my roommate the other day. We were talking about how every year I think I see those things and go, Oh, yeah! Cadbury cream eggs I'm so stoked about this And then I buy one And I bite into it And I go Oh yeah I really don't effing like they're these so things that good. much They're uh, so good I can't
2: have them Around the house dude Cause I'll just like Eat like 50 of them I can't I can't have them around
0: dude, I, I, I ha- think they're okay I already got my yearly Reminder egg So I'm I'm good to go But Word. you know what
3: I think Are really nasty Those uh Yellow bunnies Oh peeps Yeah uh, Peeps Oh yeah You yeah, uh, know the bunnies but the, but the little ducks Peeps Oh yeah. they just taste like Sh** and they it, never rot, ever.
2: They never rot. They just turn into rocks. Peeps and circus peanuts it
3: are makes the me, worst What
0: It makes me wonder what candies. they do in your ass. Oh, they they what? just made chocolate ones As now. you
2: poop them out, they just, like, turn into cement. Oh, I was Pink
0: thinking about cement. someone
2: forcing a peep in an ass. Not in that way. <laughs> I mean, out that way. <laughs> out that way. Well, cheers, anyway, yeah. Yeah, so Take cheers. A shot. Hey, you know, yeah, here, this goes out to the holidays. So episode number 49, here we go.
3: What? <laughs> <laughs> That cheap whiskey.
2: Uh, you ever hear somebody else take a shot and gag on it, and then it makes you gag? Yeah, that's yeah. what you just did to me. Nice. Hearing you do that was the nastiest. Sh- <laughs> Last week we were talking about spilling beer on the board. You can't fking throw up on the board either. Yeah. All right. Sounded I mean, like I was S and a D. That's Kevin. S and a D. What's up? And that's Ryan the Beard. Yo yo from and the we're window. Back. All right. Cool. To the wow. So you guys have a good week this week. Yeah, man. Of course. I saw one of my favorite bands, Paul Bearer. Oh, yeah. That show was awesome yeah. at the gates. Uh, Paul Bearer. Converge. Valenfire Converge. Dude, the guy from in Valenfire uh, fucking bro- like broke his leg almost. Uh, yeah, I, it's pretty gnarly. We were standing in the back of the bar because I, I watched the first few songs, kind of checked out the vibe. Wasn't my favorite thing, so I kind of went back to the, uh, to the thing to get some water because I knew I was going to have a bunch of drinks later. And we're just sitting around talking in a circle, and it's one of those things where you kind of just slowly realize the music isn't on anymore, and then you look over and realize the band was never like, "Okay, good night," and like walked. Out. They just walked off. Yeah. The yeah. stage was empty. Everybody's kind of looking around. Finally, somebody comes up on stage, goes, "Sorry, so and so cannot walk." So, <laughs> uh oh, Fire's done. Just got real. It's it's one of those things where you're, when you're the opening band on a on a big touring package like that on a stage like the showbox, you don't have very much room to walk around because the back line, there's so much gear there, you know? Mm-hmm. So you might not be used to having that little of a space. I wonder if he just can ate it and stepped off the stage. Dude, Yikes. I... Like, he just fell off the... Fr- like, that's a pretty tall fall off that showbox. You ever have any injuries, like, post-mid set?
0: Uh... Or no. see anything gnarly? No, I, I ripped my pants open. <laughs> you set as, your amp on fire. Yeah, oh, yeah, I set yeah, my amp on fire. Yeah, tell that story. Uh. Well, I was at, um. we were playing a show. It was our first show back in uh, Missoula in, like, years. And my bass rig caught on fire. And, I mean, there was, like, a foot of flame coming out the center of the Hell speaker. Yeah. I was playing this 410-115. F- and um, so, you know, I, I, I killed everything and, and in one, like was like, oh, God, you know, what do I do? So I unplugged the thing. What have I done? I grabbed a beer from my buddy Pete that <laughs> I later learned he had just grabbed and like slew shit on beer. the speaker. And uh, a friend of mine who is a fellow audio nerd ran up with a fire extinguisher and kind of gave me a look that clearly said like, dude, I really don't want to do this. While I was gesturing with a look on my face saying like, dude, it's on f-ing fire. Don't right? hit my, but don't ah! hit my, amp- <laughs> just, but don't hit the head. Just don't hit Just the hit head. the cab. Yeah. Put the fire out. Yeah, so that happened. But Never no, was. um, my uh, my buddy Eric did see what happened to the guy from Fallon He said that uh, I was back on, um, I don't know what I was doing. I was not yeah, watching. Yeah, you were with me. Yeah, we yeah. were just kind of standing around and, drinking uh, and hanging out. Yeah, my I went and sat back by my buddy Eric, and he just goes, he's like, dude, that guy just walked clean off the stage. Uh-huh. Just freaking, uh-huh. just right off the edge. There's no
2: recovering from that. Yeah. Because whatever you do, you stick your arm out, you're going to break it. You land on your head, you're gonna kill yourself. Yeah. You land on your leg, you're gonna fucking snap your knee or whatever he did. Yeah, you're just down. Pissed. It's like if you are at the point where you can't stand on it, you're fucked. Yeah. Like I did that once at a show in Kelowna. Uh, where is that? I think it's still British Columbia. Yeah, yeah. And I fucked up my ankle super bad. It was the day before I started at the Daily Grill, so I was walking around there with oh, Sean being a f-ing oh, snap. bitch while my ankle was literally black and blue up to, like, my shin. (laughs) So you were just, so how long did it take for your leg to heal, man? It took, well, because then I had to walk on it every day. It took, like, two months, Mm. and it's still not really right. So it was one of those things where you're doing, I was, like, we were jumping around and and I landed on my ankle sideways. So I'm lucky I didn't just fucking break it. I thought I did. As soon as it happened, I was just like, yep, there it is. But then, uh, yeah, I just put a bag of corn on it, frozen corn, and I was fine. With a Interesting. K, <laughs> I was a freak on a leash.
0: So <laughs> Just took, a, took some corn albums, put them in the freezer yeah. for a little bit. Put some corn on it. At You'll least you got right. some use out of them. <laughs>
2: uh, all's well that ends well. I guess it ended well. Kevin broke his fucking arm jumping off a stage one time. Yeah, that was right. I was uh, It was a terror. And it was, ter- oh, that, I don't even want to think about it was it. Terror, Jesus.
3: Shattered Realm, my realm was certainly shattered, <laughs> The Promise, and Where were you for shattered Born Rome? from, I was at the concert, <laughs> I was actually in the hospital <laughs> for Shattered Realm, uh, and Terror was playing at, at uh, <clears throat> it was Studio 7, yeah, it was Studio 7, I think it was 2004, or 5, uh, probably 5, and it was the first time I ever seen Terror, so I was super amped. I was like, yeah, Terror, I love this band. Um, And I did not have glasses or contacts on at the time. I took my glasses off, because I wanted to mosh, bro. (laughs) And you know how Studio 7, I mean, there were a lot of people there, but it's pretty spread out, and if there's not enough people to catch you, you're kind of doomed. You're gonna hit the deck. And I wasn't looking, and my contacts and glasses were off, so I just stage-dived onto cement. F- arm first, oh! like, like I, I had uh, kind of taught myself while skateboarding to catch myself, right? And uh, you got to learn how to fall. It was f- man. I just went arm first, <laughs> smashed that s*** <laughs> and I went straight to the emergency room. And I was, I was pretty young, so my mom's insurance covered it. But she was so pissed. Yeah, I bet she was like, "You
2: f***ing moron!" She's like, "You're old enough to know better, Kevin, idiot, Kevin, uh, Kevin." <laughs>
3: so. Good times. Guys, I leveled up this week. Yeah. I got an automatic toothbrush.
2: No sh care. Yeah. Uh, it so feels you're great. <laughs> your teeth are being brushed for you. Exactly. All it's you have wonderful. to do is hold it.
3: Yeah, it's great. And it gives you the exact timing of how long you should be brushing your teeth and it stops automatically. It's and
2: awesome. then when you get bored, you can stimulate your clitoris. Yeah, I could. If I had one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just, if just I just saying.
3: yeah. You know, did
2: but but no, it feels
3: great, and it's weird, and I love it. Do your teeth you feel clean? They did? do. I even though I have like six cavities, so oh. I don't know. Well, never mind.
0: Did you guys see the YouTube video of that kid that like taped a toothbrush to his automatic gun, <laughs> his automatic Glock? <laughs> it yeah. Was like, what? He's like, <laughs> so the gun's facing outwards, and the kid has a toothbrush like taped to the gun. He starts like firing, it, and the toothbrush to it. is just like, wow. He's just like, <laughs>
2: ah, and he freaks out. And he's like, ah, and does it again. But dude, that thing would fucking knock your teeth out if you put it in your mouth the wrong way.
0: Oh yeah, no joke. Like,
2: at first I was like, how that, how did that kid? Because it's a kid, and he's like. 16. Oh, it's, it's a
0: kid kid.
2: Yeah, and I was like, how the f*** did that kid get an automatic Glock? <laughs> Damn. And then they pointed out that it was just an airsoft gun, like replica.
0: Oh, like a full, you know, because they, uh, they spit out
2: those little BBs, those little plastic pellets real quick. Oh. So he just taped his toothbrush to his f***ing Glock. Brr,
0: brr, brr. <laughs>
2: Brushing your teeth with your automatic Glock. So
3: it was Ian's birthday this past week. Six. Uh, happy birthday! So Thanks, guys. So tell us a little bit about that man. What what'd you do? <clears throat> I was there with you on Monday, I believe. We
2: yeah. Just... I went down to the shooting range with my parents. Uh, the shooting, nice the with shooting, your parents. Yeah, I usually do go with my parents. That's tight. Yeah, my dad used to say uh, a family that drinks together stays together, and now I think it's a family that shoots together stays together. Because ah. I don't know if it's the best idea to mix the two of those. No. Because weird yeah. shit might start happening, especially with the family dynamic. just starts getting weird, and then you someone might stab, shoots somebody. might stab yeah. your brother in the back of the head. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, go. we've seen it left and right. <laughs> but it was fun, man. Uh, the, the range that I go to down in Kent, I don't really want to. That place kind of fucking sucks. What, what's it called? They used to uh, they used to sell guns there too, but you know the place sucks when they get their FFL license taken away. You know it's like a bar losing their liquor license. Is that at some point it's like why are you even still there? But they have a shooting range, so you can go down there, and it's just close to my parents' house, so it's nice. But I yeah. think I'm gonna have to start going down to like Tacoma Sports Club or uh, There's one in Bellevue that looks yeah, pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea of going going over there, but there's been like two people that have been killed there in the last in the Bellevue years. one, yeah. Like, people, like, in the Bellevue one, like, turning their guns on other people in Jesus. the Jesus.
0: Yeah. You, you don't. Right? What Which the is f- that? Yeah. They just, I'm sure they get so, taken the f*** out. Well, I it's would the, hope.
2: yeah. You know, obviously, it, it's like starting a war in the worst possible place to start a war, because everybody else in there has loaded guns, too, so, yeah. I just haven't gone there for that specific reason, so, anyway. That's wild, man. So yeah, I went down there and shot some guns, and then after that, uh, we went to the new Chop Sui, which yeah. is really cool. It's been uh, the bar has been changed a little bit. They took you—you know, you remember the old like counter that you <laughs> would be able to stand at? Have you been there yet? No, no, I haven't been uh, there. Yet. What they did is they took that bar and pushed it about two feet out towards the stage, took uh, the stool, like the stools and the stuff out, and then put tables in, like oh. tables and chairs. Yeah. So it's kind of more of a lounge in there, and they put in some more arcade games. Tight. And pinball games, and, uh, you know, they still have that photo booth in there. Yeah. And I haven't been there for an actual show, but we just went in there for Metal Monday, which they do on Mondays now. Mm-hmm. Joe is bartending. And he made me the best weed cake. Yeah. You it got was awesome. a pretty dank cake. So what was the ingredients? Uh, a couple grams of oil, some Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies, some hash. Uh, what he thought was tincture, but turned out to be oil, a bunch of it. <laughs> and then, right... Uh, <laughs> And then, like, the Cinnabon frosting that they Ooh. use for actual Cinnabons that you yeah. can buy. You know? And then my buddy Chris Cricket. He got you some dude, real nice alcohol. Bought me a 24-year-old bottle of scotch. Holy. That's top class, man. That's the kind of stuff that, like, you got to make that last for a good five, six years. Yeah. Like, when you go out you bust it out, it's got to be like a celebration. It's a celebration, s- bitches. That's some sipping whiskey. Right. And a bottle of XO uh, Cognac. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Are you so. a cigar guy? Do you, do you like I don't. Cigars? I don't like tobacco. I, I used to smoke cigarettes when I was younger, but I, I it makes me fu- it makes me feel sick. Like I want to fucking mm. throw up. Yeah. You remember that scene in The Sandlot where they're riding like around on the carousel and they're chewing on the red man? <laughs> chewing <tobacco? laughs> oh, Yeah, yeah. That's what it makes me feel like. And they're just all over the place. No, I'm not a cigar guy. I do like really like smoky scotches, but no. Back in the
3: day when my dad first got caught smoking cigarettes when he was a kid, his dad forced him to smoke an entire carton of <sighs> cigarettes because he's like, oh, carton? you want to be an adult now, huh? And so Damn. he forced him to smoke an entire carton. He got really fucking sick for like a week. And yeah. then, well, here's the thing. I he bet. got fucking addicted for life after that. Because <laughs> his body man. like went into shock when he wouldn't smoke. Yeah, so. thanks, Grandpa. they <laughs> are like, here.
2: Slam all this heroin real quick, and then oh, you want to do heroin? Yeah. Slam
3: all this fucking heroin.
2: Uh, that's oh, you f- have sex with chicks? Have sex with like
3: seventy chicks? All right, all right. Yeah, nobody's gonna get mad, but that's that's a different ball game, dude. All right, but we're all Ryan. Still good. What do you what did you do this week, man? Oh, uh, went to some shows. Yeah, that's cool. You want? That's you good. care to share a little bit of uh, information on these? Nah, went, went went to, uh, weed Eater.
0: Did you go to Weed Eater? No, didn't share. go to Winnie, Weed Eater. Went to uh, uh, Max
2: went to Weed Eater. I know that. Yeah, I got him in. He got a bunch of a sh- uh, bunch of sweatshirts. Right? Because he works at the weed shop, so he bought the Weed Eater hoodies. Yeah. Oh, he was like, "Yeah, this is my new work uniform." <laughs> 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 like, oh, yeah. Cool. Nice dude. Tight, Max, that's Sounds awesome. Good to me. Cool. All right. Well, f- it. Kind of a slow week in metal this week, but the the items that did happen are of great consequence, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah, dude, some of our favorite bands are coming back to town,
3: and one of them is the almighty Crowbar. Hell yeah. Nola, Doom, Sludge heaviness. Uh, they're going to be doing their quote-unquote Summer of Doom tour starting at the end of May. Uh, also, Battlecross and Lord Dying are going to be joining them. It's going to be starting in Louisiana, of course, which m- just makes perfect sense. And they're uh, going to be playing Portland on what is that? Uh, June 8th. And then they're going to be playing Seattle on June 9th at the El Corazon so Rock and
2: Roll venue. Which uh, just also recently reopened with the fun House. As Have you the been bar. to the fun House yet? I haven't yet. I, I, I wanted them to have some food so I could go eat. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because the way I saw it, it was, if they don't have food, I can just go down the street to the liquor store and get a beer. Yeah. I mean, no offense to those dudes. I do love that, but I'm not as close as I used to be, so. I love yeah.
3: beer. But I also uh, love food. I'll-, I'll I'm I want just saying pizza. that I know that
2: I'm going to be there at some point, but I, yeah, I wonder what they're going to do there because I would love to go there during the day, like take people there from out of town and like hang out. You know, have yeah. it be a Seattle destination again and that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, we'll man. find out. Even some bar greasy bar
3: food would be fine,
2: right?
0: I miss Mary's Kitchen, man. Ah, oh, that was so. Don't good bring for it up. F- oh,
3: the oh, chicken. Wow. Remember that? Oh man, she Ian was wasn't so here, good. but that night they brought in all the food.
0: You were there, right? I wasn't there for that night. That, that was
3: weird. the last night. The that they had done that. All right, it must have just been an episode where
2: both you guys were gone. All right, I the, got it all. The type. Ti- well, <laughs> you regurgitate some uh, macaroni for me, real quick. All right, I'll dig in my ass. <laughs> some for you. <laughs> it's like from like four months ago. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Title of this article: Warbringer banned from the House of Blues, Anaheim. Uh oh. So, oh, that's right in Disneyland. Disney has banned Warbringer from playing with Masuga. Yeah. Uh, of all bands on April 13th at the House of Blues Anaheim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> right. Uh, the quote from John Keevil is, uh, The show will proceed, but we won't be on it. Our band name, image, lyrical content are somehow objectionable to proper Disney image and family value. Wow. <laughs> oh. We are not told of specifically why. We will still appear the following day at the San Diego House of Blues, as Disney has nothing to do with that one. As, uh, as the person who wrote all our lyrics, I'm not sure how anything I've written is worth, worse than, and he lists off, uh, A, the goose-stepping Nazi hyenas from Scar's song
0: in The Lion King. <laughs>
2: Good point. Uh, B, the racist crows in Dumbo. Or C, Bambi in general.
0: <laughs> in parentheses, Mom! Mom, no! no!
3: Yeah, well, there's also a lot of... Well, some subliminal sketchiness in all the Disney movies. We, yes, could, dude, we could go on every, forever about that. But. Every
2: Disney movie, even, not even the cartoons before maybe in 1975.
0: The blatant on all the cover of, of The Little Mermaid. Dude, Song of the just, South just is everything. so racist. Like,
2: even in terms of, yeah, like uh, Smith Family Robinson, like all of the natives and the pirates and the black people, what they do, it's just, it's fucking insane, so... Uh, yeah, Disney, you guys are stupid as f***. It's interesting
3: that Disneyland, uh, Disney can object to something that's not on Disney. Well, I guess it's Disney property since it's da- quote-unquote downtown Disney is where that location is. So, I don't know. It's It's odd because it's not actually in the park. So, you would think that they wouldn't be able to control it, but... Disney is a powerful son of a bitch. Yeah, because there's... Gonna they're be probably all- <laughs> going to get fired after like, this week because we're speaking ill of Disney and they control all media.
2: Yeah, they're going to just hear this via... <laughs> they're hearing it right now before we even put it on the internet. <laughs> Hey, guys, they're, <laughs> they're never <laughs> never gonna let us into Disneyland metal, metal sucks. <laughs> you try and go into Disneyland, they're like, "We heard you were talking." Shit. And they bring you to this super secret underground layer. Heard of that? Shit. And then just beat the shit out of you. You turn know. you into one of the uh,
3: little kids, and it's a small world. You know, Disney's like the leader of the Illuminati, huh.
0: right? It's a small world. <laughs> I mean, we could
2: get real into it and talk about how Walt and his Disney hated Jewish people. <laughs> we
3: could, and we should. But on to the. N- <laughs>
2: That's speak- a whole different podcast, Speaking man. Speaking
3: of Southern California. That's conspiracy theories. A band by the name of Twitching Tongues is now on Metal Blade Records. Never thought I would say that. Weird. Um, kind of a uh, hardcore band ish they're uh they feature Taylor Young who did the uh who's in Nails and what else? He's in a couple other bands, but he's uh, he records and produces all of the Twitching Tongues records. Their brother sings for the band. His brother sings for the band and uh yeah, they they've been going on since like what? 2009, 2008. Um yeah, I mean, they've, yep, 2009. Um, they've gotten pretty big on the underground hardcore scene. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not such a huge I fan never, of them. I
2: haven't really figured it out yet.
3: But, uh, I, I mean, I get but, it. I don't get it. But yeah, that's, yeah.
2: I, what is it?
3: I get why people like them, but
2: I don't necessarily like them that much. But it'll be cool, you know. Good for that. Well, they'll have some uh, support. Good for them. Uh, we woke up on Sunday f-ing morning after Metal Shop, after we had been talking about... Who's going to be in Megadeth? Who's going to be in Megadeth? And then it's like they almost waited for Metal Shop to be over. And then they were like, all right, let's announce it now. So we found out that Chris Adler is going to be the new drummer. Ah! uh, At least filling in. We'd all been talking about it for weeks and weeks, but they officially announced. Here's the the, uh, official press release about Chris Adler, at least. Uh, Dave Mustaine, the creative driving force behind the original American metal and hard rock crossover giant's Megadeth. And Chris Adler, drummer for the leaders of modern American heavy metal Lamb of God, will join original bassist David Ellefson in the creation of Megadeth's anticipated forthcoming album. Adler will be appearing as a guest on the album and contributing his thundering, hard-hitting, and technically precise style and skill, adding new blood and drive into the mix while staying true to Megadeth's roots. Uh, You know, honestly, at
3: this point, with the amount of people that join and quit Megadeth, I think they should just have temporary members. They might as well just call them temporary members. Yeah. Even if they are meant to be full-time, permanent members, they should just call them temporary members, because you know they're gonna
2: quit. Well, you know uh, Chris Adler's not gonna leave Lamb of God. No. Yeah, well,
0: no. Why would like, he? Yeah, just go party with the Daves for a summer, you know? And uh, I don't even know if he's gonna
2: tour. They'll probably just get somebody else to do it.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, Partying I think I'm...
2: with the Daves. <laughs>
0: I'm <laughs> re- Sounds so uncomfortable. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, hey, does. guys. I'm really, really hoping. Uh, do you guys want to watch some sci fi movies? <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, Adler made some kind of deal with Dave Mustang saying, look, dude, all right, I'm into it, but the first sign of you saying something crazy, uh, the first dude, weird thing that pops day
3: I'd be willing to bet that Dave Mustang doesn't even hang out with his band outside of.
2: Well, you know, he has to practice with them. They got tacos, and you know, Dave Mustaine was like, You know, tacos
0: are made by aliens. And Chris Adler was like, What the fuck? (laughs) He's probably just like, What the F? And he's like, Yeah, it's true. Uh, He's like, How much you paying me again? Cool, okay, see you in the studio. And he's like, Cool, taco time for Dave. (laughs) You wrote
3: Hangar 18, right?
2: Yeah. Okay. Alright cool, cool
3: Hey
0: Dave do you like tacos? Yeah Dave I'm into tacos Okay
2: so the follow up to that story is also They announced their guitar player this week <clears throat> Who's going to be the guitar player from Angra called his name is Kiko Luriro So he's going to be filling in I, that's, I don't know If he's going to be guesting or filling in, Or uh, dude I don't know
0: The guy's a killer player man and, He looks and
2: like a member of Megadeth that has
0: been around for decades
2: uh, Dave Mustaine said, I first met Kiko around eight years ago for a cover shoot for Burn magazine. I had no idea who he was other than the fact that he was tremendously talent, talented and that the staff from Burn held him in high regard. Since then, I've come to see what a guitar virtuoso he is, and I'm deeply encouraged by his depth and talent. Very few Megadeth alumni have had the same feel and ability as Kiko. As Frank Sinatra says, the best is yet to come. So they're saying that the best Megadeth record is yet to come. Yes. He's calling it, dude.
3: We'll he's like that. Babe to going for the fences. It's we'll
0: going to be co-written see. by- We'll see a, about that. Well, the best Megadeth record, a thrash metal band, is going to be partially written by a power metal guitarist.
2: Could be.
3: Hey, dude, he's
0: say. not
2: going to write anything on this record, I guarantee it. You think Dave's, yeah. Dave's just going to be like- It's probably already this? written, yeah. I, just, mm-hmm. I guarantee you it's already written. Especially with this guy who hasn't done anything with Megadeth, they're going to be like- you played this note wrong on the solo. <laughs> I guarantee it. Find out. Did you see this picture of these two dudes? Dave Mustaine and, and Kiko?
0: Looks like they're posing yeah. for a magazine. What is for like Dave a-
2: Mustaine's deal, man? Hey, man. He looks like he's fing <laughs> high as shit. I can't even see his eyeballs. <laughs> but he's not. They're like slits. He just he's looks got like bummed out to be there. He looks like Clint Eastwood. He's old, bro. <laughs> yeah. He looks like Clint Eastwood. He he looks like, like, mm-hmm. 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 he looks like a pumpkin, like a month
0: after Halloween. Dad,
2: he looks like he's trying to fire laser beams into your ballsack. <laughs> Maybe he
3: is. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not well, working. At the beginning of the news, we mentioned that uh, there's going to be some sweet metal tours coming through in the summer, uh, and well, in the end of summer, there's going to be one with a band from called Christian, sick, who is uh, from Brazil. These guys are really sick. Uh, they've been through the uh, through the Seattle area for the last, uh, I think it's been about a year or two since they last came, but uh, it's going to be sweet. Seattle, Washington, on September 10th at Studio 7, alongside King Origin, nice. Surreption, Aeon, and Alter Beast. And ingested.
2: Very gnarly. That's a heavy tour. Uh, Anthrax is coming back, but they're playing with Volbeat, and they're opening, we- <clears throat> opening up for Volbeat. <laughs> so it's one of those like pluses in that, well, at least we can go home early. Hey, you know what?
3: I'm gonna say this. Oh, Volbeat... Man. Is an interesting band, at least. I don't know if I really like them, but I think they're very catchy. Okay, there's nobody else that sounds like them. Yeah. I'll
2: give you that. And the guy was super, super nice. He when was we super him. nice. And he talked to us about social distortion. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean that was cool.
0: Maybe because he knows he wasn't a tool bag. Maybe he knows if he says or does anything even remotely ass, (laughs) people are gonna rip him Mm -hmm. apart. This is one rip that band a new one on a regular basis as is.
3: I think they're I think they're interesting, and I think that they have great taste in music because not only did they bring Anthrax on tour, but they also over in Europe brought Entombed as a uh, tour support. So they got the dude from Anthrax in their band now. Entombed got to play stadiums with Volbeat. That's, That's sick. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I would
2: love to see that. So, I don't let's know. Let's get Entombed at the Key Arena. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so these guys are playing here at the Wamu Theater, Anthrax and Volbeat on April 29th. Let's see what day of the week that is. It is a Wednesday. That'll be a good show. Yeah. I want to see Anthrax. Uh, as we were commenting... When was the last time Anthrax came here and played a full set that wasn't Mayhem Fest? Uh, they played Metal Alliance, remember? Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep, you're right.
3: That was a few years ago. I think it was like 2012. Two yeah,
2: Yeah, two, three years ago.
3: Um, Overkill is going to be on Nuclear Blast. Uh, they just announced that deal. I think their last record deal was with E1, which, believe it or not, is the label for bands that don't want to be on a label. E1 is kind of a more of a just a distribution kind of huh. thing as opposed to a record label. I mean it is a record label but the way that they the cost and um the the money breakdown thing is a little bit different so than a traditional label but now they're on uh Nuclear Blast and they're going to be coming through uh actually Seattle and it's going to be them wait let me see here are they coming oh yeah showbox at the market and they're going to be playing on October 3rd
2: yeah yeah I didn't see that uh, does it say who they're playing with uh no that's gonna be awesome i'm already pumped for that something to look forward to that's already dude what is that like they're
3: gonna be playing with symphony x that's six months away yeah symphony x and
2: overkill at showbox at the market huh awesome we should probably talk about that on metal shop tonight all right sounds good (laughs) uh ryan you were talking to me about brothers of the sonic cloth
0: last week oh yeah man that band is cool dude tad so, um, so heavy. <laughs> one of the cool one of the more excellent and enthusiastic people in the Seattle uh music scene uh recently joined Brothers of the Sonic Cloth and I'm speaking of Pam from Don Peyote. Um she's oh cool an epically, epically heavy, heavy person and uh writes some killer riffs and so I'm I'm really excited to see her on stage with those guys. That's that's a big deal for her.
2: Yeah, that's a big deal for anyone, kind
3: of. We were talking about how we're setting up the all-local episode. We need to reach out to that band, because yeah. they have a brand new Ooh. record out. I have the record. It's fucking sick, and you yeah. know Pam,
0: Yeah.
2: so let's hit them up. Let's get Brothers of the Sonic Clock. At least just get her up and talk about her experience with them. Yeah, I want to have Tad come up here. <clears throat> yeah, How sick definitely. would that be? Uh, they're playing two show, uh, three shows in the Northwest. The first one's going to be on April 18th at the, the Columbia City Theater, and then on the 21st at Chop Suey, the new Chop Suey we were just talking about and then on the 22nd at Dante's in Portland. Sick. And then they go down the West Coast if you want to follow them around. So, brothers of the Sonic cloth. So, if you like uh,
3: Transformers, and you like hardcore, and you were alive in the 90s, you definitely should be aware already of the band called Shockwave. Hell yeah. Uh, These guys are a Transformers-influenced and and Transformers-influenced uh, tribute, I'd say. Transformers tribute band. Uh they're fucking sick and they wear all masks. They heavy. wear these like bandanas on their masks so you can't on their face so you can't really see who they are. It's
2: kinda cheesy, but they're really good.
3: Um, so in 1996, they started. They came out with a couple records, and for Record Store Day, they're going to be putting out uh, the release of the complete shockwave discography The World is Ours uh, by I Organized Crime Records. Uh, speaking of Record Store Day, you should definitely go to Silver Platters in Soto, and this isn't, I'm not getting paid by them. Used to not work f- by Silver Platters, yes, but not very much. I didn't get paid much. <laughs> but uh, so I used to. They wouldn't to- have gave you any bonuses anyway. Exactly. Uh, bonus shmonis in the records. Uh, but definitely check out Radio Record too. Store Day there because they got fucking two sweet Seattle bands playing live in the store. They got Theories and they got Sanctuary doing full live sets in the store. When is it? And those people who work there are old dudes. I want to see how they react mm. to Theories and Sanctuary.
2: Oh, they'll get it. They know. They think know. So? When is Record Store Day? Do you guys remember? It's the 18th, bro. The 18th. Yep. And that is that's the same day as uh, the all local Saturday. episode. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Oh, it's all coming together. Maybe we can uh, try and get sanctuary up in this bitch. Uh, metal Sucks posted a article this week that decided, according to Spotify at least, that metal fans are the most loyal listeners of any genre. Duh. So what? Right. So what Spotify did is they and they published uh, published this on their insights blog. Uh they calculated uh by first determining certain core artists in each genre. So I'm sure for metal it was like Slayer, Metallica. Mm-hmm. Uh country bands is probably like, you know, Reba McIntyre and, you know, Keith Urban and what I or you know a rock, it's like A C D C. And what they did is they determined the first the core artists in each genre and then divided the number of streams each core artist had by their number of listeners. So what in in Study the Study, in essence, the study is asking is, which genre do listeners go back to their favorite artists the most? And metal was first place, followed uh, far behind by pop, folk, country, rock, hip-hop, reggae, jazz, respectively. So uh, people kept going back to their favorite metal bands over and over and over again. Metal went off the chart. Yeah. So it was, yeah. I'm looking at this thing and it's it's like... It's maxed out. They're the most loyal of all f- music fans, That's according dope. to Spotify. And how long has Spotify been around now? Uh, at least three years. Uh, I remember when Spotify came around. I was on like, a, what? On a mainstream. Yeah, for sure. Probably a little longer than that, but. Yeah. So there you go. Metal fans are the most loyal. It's scientific, mother
3: Kind of going along with that Spotify thing, a little bit of the uh, music industry. The mainstream music industry was abuzz this week with a new streaming service known as Tidal, and it's owned by a bunch of f***ing millionaires like uh, J. Cole, Jay-Z, Kanye West, Deadmau5, Madonna, can Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, and Usher. They're all part owners of this thing called Tidal, which is this new high-fidelity sound uh, app that you know, So, okay, Spotify is a, you can either download it for free and they play a bunch of ads in between songs, you never know when the ads are going to come on, or like I do, I pay $10 a month, just shows up on my bill, and I get, uh, I can make playlists, I can listen to it ad free, it's pretty dope. But it's ten bucks, and so many fucking people subscribe to it. But Title is now doing this thing uh, where they think that artists should get more compensation. Of course they do. And uh, shocking, it's quote unquote higher quality music. Um, <laughs> of course, so it is, it is exactly. How can w- I
2: get any higher quality than what your ear can f-ing hear? Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> Anyways, so you can put uh, put it on your Beats headphones. So it's going to be two hundred and forty
3: dollars <laughs> a year, or twenty dollars a month. So 20 bucks versus 10 bucks, we'll see, you know, a lot of people just stream off YouTube so, which so is just totally listen to free. Dead
2: Mouse all day. Yeah. So are they going to
3: have everything? Um I don't know. I Or it, is it just going to
2: be those 15 <laughs> sh- pop artists? No, I'm sure they'll have
3: everything. <laughs> all those artists are on major labels, so I'm sure they'll have the catalogs from all those labels that they're affiliated with. I have no idea how underground it will get as there isn't really an underground artist I, it's like uh, who's do I need to on suck that stage? so I
2: can get some prostitute disfigurement up in this yeah, bitch. Yeah, it'd be
3: hard to see Jay-Z being like, I need all the anal songs on my streaming <laughs> device. I
0: uh I would legitly pay money. Legitimately. <laughs> <laughs> throat, Whoa. throat chop. Yeah. It's, it's a word. I would uh I would seriously pay money to just listen to Dead Mouse just sit in his basement and cuss over new mixes. Just get Furious and frustrated over whatever the hell he's nerding out on.
2: I would accept money to watch that. To watch you watch that. <laughs> you can pay me to watch you watch that. So, anyone going to subscribe to it? No, no. All right, Not at I all. don't even subscribe to Pandora or Spotify <laughs> as it is now. So, uh, here, Madonna, take half my f***ing paycheck.
0: I I can't rightfully you fund take a forty dollar paycheck. Does. Bummer.
2: Uh, you know what sucks when you find out that you lose your job on the internet. <clears throat> via social media or what whatever there? the case. So, skeleton witch vocalist Chance Garnett found out that he found out, found out that he found oh, out. I didn't even see this. <laughs> about it on the internet that he was kind of canned, fired this week. Um, at least he has a fill-in temporarily because of a, quote, drinking problem. This is uh, like Dave Mustaine in <clears throat> Metallica. But... With the internet involved. Right, and Skeleton which is a good band, so yeah. it kind of sucks to see. Uh, so Chance said in an, in an old interview, in, an, in a statement, he said that he, I regularly became a drunk asshole off stage and was fired. So he took credit and uh, responsibility to the, to the fact that he f***ed up, but he found out in a less, less than cool way, quote, I was left behind, unsure about anything, with no communication. It was my girlfriend who told me they were firing me from the band. Two days later, when I could get someone to take my call, I asked, is this it? Am I fired? I was told, right now, you're not in, You're not the singer in Skeleton Witch, and that the band would be finishing the tour instrumentally. <laughs> that sucks. If I had been given the opportunity beforehand to change what was wrong, or been told, dude, you're too much, we can't take shape up, or hit the bricks, then of course I would have. I mean, I've poured everything into this band for 11 years. Damn. It's been the first thing I think of when I wake up, and the last thing I think of before I go to bed for that long. Wow. So in the middle of the current tour they were on. Don't ask me how that
0: happened. It's always so much fun to watch on stage. Yeah, yeah the band has, rules. His banter
2: yeah. is hilarious.
0: Yeah, man, it's uh, and yeah, It, really it does suck if the band isn't
2: like, hey, man, you need to calm down. Because that's the first step. Yeah. I remember an analogy that our old radio teacher used to tell us. And it's that, okay, if you've got a neighbor whose dog is barking all the time and you got a problem with it, it's your job to go over and knock on your neighbor's door and f- say something and be like, hey, I got a problem with this, let's fix it, instead of just calling the cops and having them come over or fucking poisoning the neighbor's dog. Like, it's your job, if you have a problem, to go fucking make it known, make that shit known, and then at least you can say when it has got to go down, hey, I told you, I talked to you, I asked you about it, now I'm going to fuck you up, or whatever the problem is. We're fire him mother- or whatever. It. But dude, you can't just be like, Buy like chicken, you know that kind of yeah. sucks. I, I'd be interested to see what else comes out from the story. Obviously, we're only hearing one side of it, so we will, we'll chicken find chi. out. My
0: my question is, I I mean, those guys don't come across as kind of chicken dudes, so I'm wondering if he didn't do something really heinous. He might have, like something and really. And he might really just not remember. Yeah.
3: Oh, I know what he did.
0: <laughs> oh, Kevin, because Kevin was in on it. Kevin's got the. Kevin's I can't. Got I the can't tell
3: you guys, but I know what he did. Where's the body? It's somewhere. <laughs> That I cannot mention on this podcast, but I'll tell you guys. Hold on a second.
0: That's where it is, dude. Oh, oh, oh bummer. Isn't that up? Let's go find it. No good.
2: Like it, it'll be like the movie Stand By Me. Anyways. I yeah. walk down the train
3: tracks. So, on to the next subject that we can actually talk about. Darkest
2: Hour is doing a 20th anniversary tour.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a small tour, though, unfortunately. Doesn't look like there's many dates. No, it's mostly be East Coast. East
2: Coast, and they're doing Undoing Ruin in its entirety. Yeah, and they're going to be doing
3: a reunion of Dead to Fall. Dead to Fall is going to be playing that one, so if you're a metalcore guy... Bring back, you know, it's the whole thing is like everything old is new again, like the like retro. People love metalcore again because all the kids that like kind of grew up on metalcore. Now everyone's getting into like deathcore and gent. So people are like, remember this throwback metalcore? Yeah. Remember when we
2: used to hardcore dance in the pit?
3: Yeah, dude. So Darkest Hour, Sweet Band. And I remember Undoing Ruin when that came out. We used to play that all the time on Dead Air our old hardcore show on KGRG. Absolutely. Um, so, Killswitch Engage coming out with a new live DVD. Going to be pretty sweet. It looks like... Uh, dude,
2: the, uh the video and audio from it are flawless. The du- I've, it's, I've never seen any DVD that looks better than this. Really?
3: Yeah. It's the dude from uh, Ian from Blood for Blood who did this one. Oh! The guy that we interviewed. Dude, he did the Meshuga
2: DVD. Uh, let me just jump halfway into this. Sounds and, good. Like, give you some of the audio here. Cool. The video is awesome. It's Adam B. And it's Halloween, so they're all in costumes. So yeah, that's a song off their new record, but that's awesome. If you like the old
3: stuff, you'll hear it in just the same quality. Brad's seen him in Halloween costumes. Adam D is a pizza? He's just a slice of pizza, yeah. (laughs) Jesse is like a ghoul, kinda like a misfits guy. I want a pizza costume. And then uh wearing a pizza hat. (laughs) Brad. I just want pizza.
1: So yeah, there you go.
2: Insight. But there's proof that they can actually do the singing part well. Take note for Fear Factory. Right? Ooh, <laughs> shots fired. Damn dude. Let's add we need to create like a whiteboard over here on the wall of bands All we the talk band about, just about just on bury. the podcast. It'll be like the dude uh from uh, Billy Madison except in reverse. Like we need to worry about them putting on lipstick and shooting us. The burial list. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah.
3: What Bands we need to watch out for when they come through town. Yeah. Bands to not conduct interviews with. Oof. Bands to list. not
2: tweet. Great episode of Metal Shop tonight, man. Uh, very fun times. Lots of uh good interaction with the listeners. We don't Way to uh, toot your own horn, bro. Hey, I'm just saying it's not very often we get to <laughs> uh at least these days just host a show with just us. It's true. It's it's kind of nice, kind of stress-free. Absolutely. So that said, it's a, you know, uh, let's continue that stress-free vibe and uh Enter the metal shop, brutal poetry, too hot for radio lounge. And, uh, yeah, this one's nasty. We'll sip on some sophisticated adult beverages and uh, read oh. some f***ed up. Sh- yeah,
3: I got a some cognac here. What are we doing tonight, fellas? We got a band by the name of Eater. Yes, <laughs> Eater with and love. Ryan the Beard, take it away, you sick mother f***er.
0: Sweet tribute to the 60s. Free love, free porn was all around. F***ing hippie s*** used as an excuse for sexual indulgences. Huge Woodstock porn fest, screwing in the sun. The The answer, my friend, is giving me a while I break like the wind. Backstage orgies took place. There was no such thing as shame. Jimmy going down on Janice. Janice, no! While the mamas and the papas were watching. Joe f- getting her, her heart on. Seeing Simon and Garfunkel f- the birds straight in the ass. <laughs> Back then it was only. It was only. F- and love. F- and love. F- and love.
3: Wow, Joe Cocker, The Birds, Simon and Garfunkel, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, all getting some shout outs. My in dad would
2: be like, that's
0: not what it was like. The most disturbing <laughs> I don't
3: know what you're talking about. of ways. You're a disgrace. You're disrespectful. I love it. Mm-hmm. Happy
0: <clears throat> Easter.
3: <sighs> I want some Cadbury eggs. We're going to end it with a band by the name of Agnostic Front. These dudes are one of the most classic hardcore bands. They're coming out with a new record very soon, and they have an in-studio update for you, and uh, it's kind of cool. So, it's just the last, a, yeah, It's the last in the series, their wrap-up. Just a little tidbit from one of New York's finest, Agnostic Front! The owners of this country know the truth.
1: It's called the American Dream, because you have to be asleep to believe.
3: New record we're doing is called "The American
1: Dream Died." First of all, the title's great. It's appropriate for just the times we're in right now.
2: It's a full circle. It captures the history of their sound over 30-something years, and I think it's the best elements. And they're going to make an amazing record. That's going to be that. "Victim of Pain" is known as a classic record because at the time it came out, and the controversy, and it was an album instead of a seven inch, and it's just a classic New York hardcore record. And I think that the record they're making now is gonna be, this is 30 years later,
1: 2014, they're making another record that I think is gonna be just as powerful or just as classic. So basically, um, I'm, I'm the producer for, for, for this record, and uh, which is an honor for me. It's my third record. Uh, as a producer with Agnostic Front, first of all, we write records that we love for ourselves. It goes broader than the hardcore scene. It's a reflection of where we are today in society. Every all your hopes and everything you wanted is just falling apart right before your eyes. You know the American dream is dying. And then lyrically, you know, it's social commentary which really AF always addressed. You know, from their first record social injustice and this and that, and you know, all this, you know, so it, it's, it's really, you know, but it's current. It's about what's happening now, today, you know. You listen to the songs, it makes you want to f- jump off the wall and punch everyone. And... An excellent representation of the band and what the band has become and what the band once was. It just kind of wraps everything together nicely. I think all of us as a band here is really excited, especially for this record. You never really know exactly what you're going to get out of it, you know, every record has progressed It really seems to be capturing the the genuine feeling of just like everything they've done throughout the course of their whole career. Just uh, give like a good recording of of what music was like for us growing up and, you know, try to play the music that we, we loved when we were younger, when we started, you know, When we started playing in hardcore, there was a lot of pre production work done. And, you know, like I said before, with every record, there's always a lot of that. You know, there's always shooting ideas back and forth, shooting, you know, music ideas, lyric ideas, all that. You know, um, with this record, I mean, I I sort of knew immediately that they were heading in the right direction. Started to hear these songs develop and knew right away that they had something good, you know. We're working with something really solid. the
2: truth of the matter is, do you want to be a part of something genuine, something real? Do you want to be a part of something that's fake? And our stuff always comes up genuine and real because we are genuine and real.
1: This has been Metal Shop's Backstage
2: Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.